Welcome to Green Eggs and West Ham. I'm Chris W. along with my co-host Chris S. This podcast is dedicated to providing lighthearted, concise analysis on everything concerning West Ham. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to Green Eggs and West Ham. Hammers put out quite the victory on Monday against Wolves, never failing to make it exciting until the end. This week, uh, we'll discuss the game recap. Uh, can we keep pushing for Europe with the injury woes we've had? A look ahead to next week and review of the current table. Um, Chris, <laughs> quite an exciting game. Let's get right into it. Uh, start us off with your thoughts on the game, how the team played, and overall performance. Well, I was worried we were going to see a repeat of the the Arsenal game there for a little bit, coming back up 3-0 early on and then um, seemed to let it slip away. But, you know, the boys held out. We got the three points and you know, it, it was it was really a, a pretty entertaining game. I thought uh, we started off really well on the front foot, took our chances early on, made some made some good passes, good shots. Really took advantage of our, our counterattacking play. Um, and man, it was the, the man that's been driving our success over the last two months. Lingard really just set us up well with that uh, with that breakaway goal, uh, and just man. Uh, he's been such an important player for us. Do you think? Do you think at this point, for over the last two months, he's been a more important player than Rice for us? Jeez, I would I would classify him as the linchpin of our team right now. And I I think we were playing well beforehand. Like think of, um, we really found our groove early on in the season, and then he came in, and I really think he stepped our game up to the next level. I think without Lingard, we may be above maybe 10th you know it sometimes somewhere between fifth and 10th but i mean with lingard we're now fighting for champions league fighting for europe i mean i really think it took a so yeah um it's interesting to compare rice and and um lingard because they're two completely different players and they they contribute so much i mean lingard right now is is our attack you know and and we just i think i mean it seems like we uh developed the attack around him Whereas with Declan, I mean, when we'll, we'll get into it later, but I mean, you know, we missed him this past week. And um, I, from initial reports, I think it was at four weeks that you saw that he'll be out four to yeah, six. Anywhere, for, anywhere from four to six, it looks like. So which... I'm, I mean, it's no matter who you put in there, I, I don't care who put a second suit check in, like you're going to miss Rice, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, even just how well Rice was playing for England, you know, in a team of, of top four level talent, surrounding him he was still one of the brightest performers in that team and just yeah to miss him is going to hurt any any club uh let alone you know a club like West Ham that doesn't always have the the same depth as some of the top sides but yeah uh I agree with you both Declan and Lingard have kind of been the catalyst for our season both contributing in different ways but um man I just I don't remember the last time I saw a player so hot as Jesse Lingard is right now on the attacking and maybe, I mean, maybe you can make the comparison to, to the stretch of run that Antonio had at the end of last season. Uh, but, you know, Antonio was scoring a ton, but it feels like, yeah, Lingard's just doing everything. Well, um, and that's a thing. That's an interesting point too, because uh, Antonio we've seen kind of dialed down a little bit and, you know, you kind of say, Oh, well, he, we're not seeing the production, but I really think you're not seeing that production because Lingard is, it's almost better production because Lingard is either taking some more shots or Antonio's assisting Lingard. Like it's not like Antonio is not a presence on the field. He's just 
you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I he, he's he got even had a big part in, in Lingard's first goal, cutting across the two defenders and uh, kind of forcing their hand as far as who they were going to mark. And yeah, I, I like how those two play together. You know, it looks like uh, Antonio's pulled up with, with what might be a hamstring injury. Um, pr- there's been some debate over what, you know, some early reports said he was maybe out for the season. I think XWHU employee is kind of pulled back a little bit on that, but there's still not a definitive return time for him. But yeah, I mean, even, even if, if Antonio can't go the way with Lingard's been playing, I think our attack will be all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we, I mean, we created, we only had nine shots, but we got three goals. I thought most of our shots were pretty good opportunities um, but but I, our defense wasn't quite where I'd want it to be. You know, we, we obviously switched formations to that five back, got Masuaku back, uh, which we can talk about him in just a little bit. But is are we starting to see more and more of the cracks without Ogbana in the team? And actually, I saw a report that I think it was today, maybe even yesterday, uh, Ogbana returned to practice. So thank goodness. <laughs> Hopefully we can get it. But yeah, um, so there was one time specifically is uh, right after halftime where uh, Diop actually got the ball and dribbled, say, four or five steps up the field and then lost the ball or, you know, the team lost it. And then Diop was out of position. And that to me is the biggest weakness. I think Diop's a good defender. I think he just there are times where he gets caught out of position. And so far, it hasn't really hurt us too much. But I just remember that time specifically because I thought, you know what, that like this is something that Obama wouldn't do. And I really think to experience, I, I think you keep, you know, Diop's been so good, honestly, in that position. Um, but there are times when he gets caught out. And I think that has to do with the cracks we're seeing. Um, so, and the, the other thing is, I mean, Dawson's been pretty strong too, but it's like once, and we saw it in Arsenal, we saw it in Wolves, when they are just pounding the net, pounding the net, I mean, it, one of those is just bound to go in, you know, you're going to get, yeah. you, you can't defend a hundred percent of shots. So, so where do you think the cracks are? I mentioned the D up out of position sometimes, not all the time. Well, I think he takes a lot of gambles. And yeah. sometimes they pay off and, and he can start counterattacks well by, by stealing them. But yeah, he does get out of position a lot. Um, but I no, I, I think he's been pulling pretty well. I think uh, Dawson, who seemed to have triggered his, his permanent permanent cause yesterday, which is great, yes. great news for, for the yeah. club. Um, he's been playing great. I'd say at this point, I feel like Dawson's a little stronger in the fourback, not as much for his defensive capabilities, but um, when we have that five back, we play more out of the back with the three center backs, I feel like. And Dawson is not as strong on the ball. So I think it puts him in some more poor positions when we play out the five back foot. And defensively, I just felt like we weren't marking as many people. I don't know if that, um, Part of that could be that Declan was gone and, and our midfield just couldn't cover quite as much because uh, that five back can leave, you know, especially when when the wing backs are fully in that back line. If you only have the the two midfielders to run all the way in front of that, that, that can leave a lot of gaps open. Um, and and you no, know, you know, Wolves are a good team. I was for the outside of one or two breaks, one of which led to a goal. I thought we contained their pace really well. That's one of the things that really worries, worries me about them. Neto on one side obviously has a, has a good pace, and then Adama Traore on the other side, one of the fastest players in the Premier League, if not the fastest. And so um, 
outside of the the one break that Traore had that that resulted in a goal, um, they I didn't really feel like their pace punished us, which was a, a pretty good uh, pretty good showing I thought. So Mas, but do you think Masuaku coming back will unlock that five back for us? I thought he was brilliant going forward. I thought he didn't necessarily have the best defensive game, but but going forward he looked incredible. Yeah, yeah. I love the vibe back. I really do. Um, one thing that when Masuaku got injured, we didn't have as an option, I think, is that vibe back because we put Johnson there. He was okay, but we used to flip back and forth between five back and four back, depending on who we played and how we wanted to play. And that was something that I think Moyes tried early on. He tried it with Johnson. You know, I think Johnson's a good player, nothing against him. It just wasn't the same without um, Arthur Masuaku. So I think bringing him back gives us that option. I don't know if I would go into every game with it, but I, I love what that brings because I think he's such a good dribbler on the left side. You've got um, Sufao on the, the right side that is it killing it every game, whether it's a four back or a five back, you know, it's interesting. That's a good point about the, uh, the three defenders in the back kind of dribbling the ball more or uh, having more possession of the ball, because I don't know, without Bona, maybe that would fix things. Um, I'm not really sure what to do about that. I didn't really think about that, but I, I did like how much we, we got forward um, in this past game. So, Yeah, and we got forward with relatively little possession. I mean, that's one of, seems to be Moise's trademark is always giving up a majority of possession, but still creating a good amount of chances with it. And so... Um, now, you, you mentioned Wolves being a good team and, uh, you know, Jimenez had that, uh, I think it was a, a head clash in November that knocked him out for the season. So Neto, I thought was dangerous this time. Um, Jimenez maybe would have been the difference in goals. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I, I think Wolves are hurting in the table just because he's not there. However, they still have a solid team. And I, I'm happy that we got the win against Wolves because I think that that just further shows that we are so much better than last season. I mean, they didn't, they go two on two on us last season. So I yeah, I believe they did. And, and yeah. we're, and, games like this are the difference in where we are now versus well not even there's more than than that just as the difference between where we were last season but games like this is the difference between being a 10th place team and being a champions league team that these are the games that we need to win uh, against the other teams that are good but where we just have the extra grit or the extra, you know, hardened mentality to, to get it over the line, um, which I, I'm, you know, if we had given up a third goal and, and tied a second consecutive game after being up 3-0, that could have ended our, our push for Europe, I think, right there. Not just because of what, it, not just because of the two extra points it would have cost us, but because of the just the little voice in the back of the, the player's mind every game when we would go up from here on out that, oh, can we, we wouldn't be able to hold it. But now showing, um, being back against that wall and being able to push through it and get a win, I think was huge for us. Because that, that shows the boys that, that they can do it and that, you know kind of restores a little bit of that confidence. So do you think that it's more dangerous for West Ham to be up 3-0 than say like a 2-0 or 1-0 because it seems as soon as we get that third goal we just shut off well, it's yeah, like I a little power switch I can't remember the stat but I think it was like the during the Arsenal game when they talked about it like West Ham hadn't had not 
not won a game after going 3-0 up since like early 2000s or like late 90s yeah. and then we almost do it back to back like yeah um so yeah it, you know it's part of it might be the style that Moyes plays I, I, to this game I didn't feel like we we changed our style that much I thought in the Arsenal game we definitely changed the way we played we played a little more defensively after we went up kind of invited the pressure on which is not good against a team like Arsenal against this team I still thought we were aggressive after we went up it just they got a couple good goals um and we maybe we had more gaps in our defense than we did normally but yeah i'm glad we got the win and i you know i think wolves are a team that we can look at as a as a peer team like they're a good comparable team to where uh to what west ham should be as far as um the general level of player that they have the the maybe the level of manager that they have so to see us both beat them in this game and be this far ahead of them in the table i think is a really good sign so one more thing how good was Vernal's? oh he was great you know this is i this seemed to suit him a little more than his position in in this kind of five two three formation or however you want to classify it, he seemed to be a little closer inside, uh, not as much on that kind of the four two three one. He's often kind of pushed out wide to the left, and isn't as effective there. I thought he was great getting in the box, um, giving that extra outlet. Obviously, he was you know he was outshined a little bit by Lingard in that attacking midfield, but he still played really well. I thought that was a, it was a great clinical finish that he had in the box not a ton of power but just placing it in the right spot the keeper had just no chance i i really like him with lingard and i think it creates such a, a new dynamic down there because you get those little cheeky things you get the i think the consistency in passing down there whereas when you play ben rama he's a little bit closer to a lingard in, in dribbling and kind of that flair with dribbling um whereas i feel like lingard is kind of a, a balance between the two but i I like Vernal's control and passing down there, whereas um, Ben Rama, I think he's a great sub and and could start in certain situations. But I, I think you have to play every game Vernal's and Lingard together, uh, no matter what formation. Would you agree? Well, I, well, I, I agree that. See, I don't know. I really like the way Ben Rama and Lingard link up together in certain games. For me, the bigger issue. So I, I do think Fornals and Lingard play great together, but I, I can also see maybe you know I, I can see Ben Rama and, and Lingard having potentially a higher ceiling together. But for me, I think what Ling, what Fornals gives that we need so much, especially now, is that work rate in mm-hmm. midfield, especially with Rice out mm-hmm. and Noble not being able to cover as much ground. You need the extra the extra yard that that Fornals is going to put in to try and win a ball. Because if you have a player like Ben Rama in there, alongside you know the, the kind of a sparse midfield too, you're not going to get as much. And, and those two midfielders are going to be isolated much more than they would be if Fornals is there. Yeah, that's true. There are quite a few times when uh, you, you saw him in the defensive effort, and that's probably my favorite thing about him is I I like that he's controlled and and can make really smart passes up front. I love the fact that he gets back every single time. And I must say Bowen does it too. I think Bowen contributes defensively as well. um, And he's gotten better at that. And that to me helps them put like another feather in their cap, you know? So maybe, uh, should we play for now? Should we play Panorama? Well, 
for now contributes defensively, let's put him in. Yeah, I, I think, think he is the right player this time because Rice is hurt. I think that is a big reason of why we see Ben Rama not starting a lot of these games, despite mm-hmm. a lot of the fans clamoring for him, is that Moyes really likes the high effort players um, and sees that not not even just in his defenders, but but also in his his attacking players, he wants that um, that high effort. And, and so I think that's why we see Fornells getting into the team more often. Um, given, you know, given the both injuries we had before the game in Rice and the injuries that seemed to happen during the game with Antonio having to, to sub off and then a few times where I thought other players might have been injured, you know, Lingard was cramping up a little bit. Suchek got nibbled at his heels a couple times but seemed to shake it off. With Rice out for a few weeks and Antonio out for probably a few weeks, but undetermined, do you think we can maintain our push for for Champions League, or or even Europe in in general? Do you think our we'll be able to to keep pace with all the teams that are right behind us in the table? So I tell you where we're really going to miss Rice is Leicester and Chelsea in those yeah. two games. I've been nervous about for since Christmas. You know, I, I really think that Chelsea game is going to determine. Whoever wins that game is going to determine who finishes ahead of the other team. Um, that is a massive, massive game. Now, if we pull out a win against Leicester, which I think we have, I think it's going to be a good game. But if if we lose it, it's not the worst. Um, if we tie, great. And if we win, that would be massive for us. But um, that game, you know, would give us a little cushion, I think, if uh, if we did end up losing Chelsea. But I really think that Chelsea team score is going to, be defined determined and having rice out is going to hurt um i i do think we have the quality to go through especially i like that Maswaku came back right at the right time i think agbana is going to uh i think Moise will go back to agbana in the next few weeks so i think with that and i mean think about agbana remember he was he's a wall back there and yeah. so if we tighten up defensively there i don't know if that's moving d up or taking d up out i don't think you can take dawson out so it's like I don't know, but anyways. Well, let's um, let's talk about kind of what we're missing with Declan out. So I thought Noble played really well yesterday. I mean, there was there was one or two instances in which he was caught out of position, and it really hurt. Particularly the one uh, that that I saw was when he tried that di- that diving tackle on uh, on Troyer. Troyer. That Troyer got away and eventually got a goal. I'm not positive any of our players could have made that tackle, just how fast Troyer is, but. Um, but he also Noble was well out of the play after that. And, um, but, but if you look, you overall, he, I thought he played pretty well. You look statistically, he had pretty good stats. I think you had some, um, that, that you, you might want to talk about. Uh, so I think, you know, in a one game sample, maybe we can get close to what Rice gives us, but I'm not so certain if we can, game after game, week after week, especially against good midfields like Leicester, if we can expect Noble to perform up to the level uh, that we saw yesterday. Yeah, so actually, that, uh, so I want to reference a, a guy that um, posts on Twitter every week. He, he does uh, you know, so-and-so's name, game by the numbers. And I, I really, it's um, his Twitter is Dan Wolfden, uh, Dan Wolf 98 at Dan Wolf 98. And the reason I want to reference it is because I think these stats are so important in, in showing the comparison between players and specifically like Noble had a lot of controversy after the game. 
well, when you look at his stats, it looks, I don't know, to me, it looks better than what I thought, you know? And, and so I kind of watched him. I was like, oh, I didn't really like his performance. You look at the stats, you're like, okay, like, I, I like that more. And so anyways, um, so let's compare just a Declan Rice's game versus Arsenal and then Mark Noble's game against Wolves. So uh, they both had 100% long passes completed. Uh, both actually had 89, 88% pass accuracy, close enough. Um, Declan Rice actually had less ball recoveries. He had um, almost 30% less ball recoveries. And so this and then, is just to clarify, this is Mark Noble yesterday and which game for Declan? And uh, the game against Arsenal. Okay. So Declan's last game for the team. Um, and then, but this is where I think that the Declan actually excels is uh, Declan had four interceptions and three clearances. Um, Mark Noble had four interceptions and then two tackles, but zero clearances. So I, they, there are some stats like the long pass has the pass accuracy, uh, long passes completed. Those do seem similar. It's just the clearances. And I think the positioning is where the difference is. Yeah, because you can't you can't see the there's not a stat for like when when Noble tries to get a tackle doesn't and then's out of the play for a while, whereas well, when when Declan yes. tries to make a tackle he can usually get back into position a little quicker, you know, kind of solidify that back line. Well, and, and I like what you said about when he tried to tackle Triore, he tried Mark Noble tried, but then he was done for for the rest of until the ball went out, you know. Whereas Declan, yeah, he missed the tackle, but if they can stall him long enough, Declan still has the speed to get back and maybe contribute on Treyor's pass into the box or something. Yeah. Mark Noble, there's no chance. And it, and I mean, he's just a little bit older player. Like, Yeah, it's it's tough it's, to compare. Like, yeah, you can compare any of our players to Declan Rice, and it's probably not going to end up favorably for that player. Um, right. But but it is it is a noticeable like you know, it it is a noticeable decline. Um, I think over the long run, like we can see a game or two like this of brilliance and, you know, gosh, that's to say like the, the leadership of Mark Noble, I think still one of the reasons that we were able to hold on for that game. Like even, you know, it, you know, we, you know, you and I were kind of wondering before the game, does, does Connor Coventry come in and play that position? And yeah, if Connor Coventry came in, we maybe would have done as well, maybe not, but I don't think if Connor Coventry was in there and we went up three zero and then gave up the next two i don't think we hold on to win that game no no i agree and i I like what you mentioned about the leadership because you've got one captain replacing another captain you know and there there's a massive difference that i think you can't really quantify by not having a massive like a central leader on the field yeah what is so if we you know you kind of look across the team to me one of the biggest differences this season compared to last season is is the mentality of the players on the field. So like just going through our lineup, you know, you have Fabianski in there. Fabianski was out for a lot of last season. He's, he's a solid player. Um, been around for a while. Uh, Ogbonna. Ogbonna's out right now, but he's put, during our best parts of the game. He's been a leader. He's, you know, arguably captain material. Diop. Diop was, a you know, he's hasn't necessarily settled in as much, but he was a captain in his former club at Toulouse. Suchek. Suchek was a captain at uh, Slavia Prague, I believe, before he came to us. Kufal, another leader. Cresswell, he's been a captain for us in the past when Rice hasn't been able to play. Rice, obviously captain material, probably, you know, England captain material. Like you look at all these players and it's just, 
time after time, like the, the, the character and the leadership there that a lot of these players weren't either, either were injured last season or weren't there. So, you know, like uh, Sioux Fall wasn't there last season. Uh, it wasn't until Suchet came that we started playing better. You know, Ogbana was out during periods of last season. Uh, so the, I, I think that's a big difference is that across the field, we have a lot more leaders, a lot more uh, strong characters in the team. Well, so I think it's funny because uh, us being across the pond from England, uh, England has this, it seems this mentality, not everyone, but some people have this mentality that you, know, you need English players to have a really good team. And uh, it's, I mean, maybe, but I also think that more importantly than that is the character of the people and the, the strive and the want to push further than you are. So think about for now, he gets back defensively because he knows that even though he's more of an offensive player, he could contribute even just a little bit, you know, and that's something that I didn't see in Anderson yeah. last year. And that, and so I think you, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head is that we, we brought in people. They're not necessarily English. Some are, but we brought in people with a lot of character and a lot of um, just that, you know what we may be down, you know, this is an interesting thing. If we were down three zero, I still think you would see the team fight probably 200% more than you would have seen last season. And yeah. that's a massive difference for us. Well, and as skillful as I think Hilaire was, and man, I was, you know, so sad that he d- it didn't turn out for him to work, but he was just a player that never had that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I watched him in Eintracht, Eintracht being my, like my favorite German team. I, I saw enough of him there to think, oh, he's going to do great. He just could not hold up to the physicality of the Premier League. And it, it's crazy because Antonio is not more skilled than him. Antonio might be a little, fa- like he's faster than, He's faster than Hilaire, but in every other, every other measurable attribute, he's not as good as Hilaire. Mm-hmm. Skill-wise, technically, ball control, aerial duels, aerial yeah. like he's just not. It's it was it's the effort, it's the effort, it's the mentality, and that's the difference in in, in how Antonio has been such a, such a success and Hilaire was such a failure. And like you said, Anderson last year, you know Anderson's incredibly speedy with the ball it, it seems like it's glued to his feet at times you know he's got a good shot on him and then you look at a player like Fornals, not a player who's going to pull out a lot of skill moves with you know dribbling not a player that's going to burn you down for speed but just has the wherewithal to go to the right places uh make the extra effort make the run into the box and, and like that's the difference in, in what leads to success and i feel like that's the, that's the whole difference of the Moyes era is that the team now has reflects that as a whole. Yeah, no, I, I think there's not more any, anything more I can add to that. Uh, I think that is the reason that we are fighting so hard for Champions League now because it's not just that we can we're a little bit better team skill wise and we can uh, beat these mid table teams. It's that we have that mentality and that mentality is what you need to fight for fight against Chelsea fight against Leicester. I'm going into this Leicester game and I'm, I'm pretty confident. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, what, what do you think? And how would you set up against Leicester being as good as they are specifically you know, Vardy? <laughs> if, if we had everyone available, I'd feel really confident about this game with, with Declan out and with Antonio likely out, I'm beginning to worry a little more. Um, I still think we can get something from it. You know, the, with the way Lingard's been playing, uh, 
Dawson's been doing really well over the last run of the games. Um, but but I think Antonio being out, it's going to be tough to replace. We don't have another striker, uh, you know, like for like replacement that I'd feel comfortable putting in. I'd probably stick with the five back. I, th- I think that's, especially with Masuaku back now, that's going to be a good, our best chance to create. Ha- having him and him, him and Sufal go down the flank. Um, I think we need to pack the midfield a little bit more than we did, but I'd go, I'd still go with the same with Suchek and Noble and probably put um, four nows in there as well, but have him play a little more defensively than he is normally. And then up top, I, th- I mean, Lingard's got to get in that team for me, any team, any, any formation, he's got to get in there. Um, and then the last spot, I'm really going back and forth between Bowen and Ben Rama. I'm going to favor Bowen just a little bit because I think he can, I think he can fill kind of a striker's role a little more, and that, that lets Lingard still kind of play in his number ten role. Um, so that's that's the team I'd go with, with Lingard yeah. and Bowen as kind of the most advanced two out of those. Honestly, there's there's not much I would change. Um, let me just mention this stat and then come back to it because. So in the previous six meetings, West Ham uh, has won 33% of the time. Leicester has won 33% of the time. And we've drawn 33% of the time. So with that, I I don't think you change what you mentioned. The only thing I would go into with with Moyes, um, if I had any suggestions for him, not that I do, but is that, look, we've won 33% of the time and they've won 30% of the time. So if we're down or something, put on an attacking player. Don't be afraid to put on an attacking player. Cause I feel like we'll go up to zero. Maybe we'll go up to zero. I don't know, but then he puts on only defensive players and our attack stops, you know um, one person I think would be a decent sub. Well, we've got Fredericks as well, but um, I think Johnson, honestly, if people start getting tired and we, you know, need to replace uh, Mazuwaku cause he's not quite match ready or something. I thought Johnson was a pretty good sub. And so I, I really like what he's, he's been our doing. only player that, well, I guess if Fredericks is back, he, he, he's really the only one that can play on that left-hand side. Right, right. Yeah, effectively, so. Um, uh, yeah. So do you, obviously the Leicester game is going to be hard, but really looking looking down the line, the majority of our remaining games are pretty favorable. You know, we have Leicester, that's going to be tough. A couple games later, we have Chelsea, that'll be tough. And, and like, I agree with you, very pivotal for, for the race to the top four. Outside of that, you know, we have Newcastle, Burnley, Brighton, Southampton, West Brom. Those those are all te- games we I would expect, you know, I'd hope to win or expect to win. Uh, Everton in there as well. That'll be a good game. But, you know, five five of those eight remaining games are pretty, like, pretty Winnable. strong, favorable yeah. games. Yeah. Two that'll be really tough or two or three that'll be really tough. Do you see us holding on to the champions league spot even with the injuries i i mean i must say there's some west ham bias in here but i do and and the reason is because if let's just say we hold on to two out of the leicester chelsea and everton games let's just say we can win two two out of three um maybe draw one i i think that would be a strong enough showing we need to win one of those and we need to probably draw um at at the minimum um to to be competitive the other ones, I say we could probably drop one game and still be competitive. But if we could put those away, I, you know, I would probably say it's like an eighty-five percent chance to to get in, and that would be minimum. So, yeah. 
Um, the, I think we should win those game, those eight games you talked about. Oh, man, Leicester, Everton, and Chelsea will be huge for us. I think I'd be happy if we could get if we could get five wins out of those eight with a one or two draws. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that, that's as, yeah. Although the only a loss to Chelsea would would hurt no matter how we do in the rest of those games. And and that's why I say what the stats I gave. I think that would. Yeah. Even if we lost to Chelsea, we would still be okay. But we, it, it, man, yeah. I mean, I think but, it's going to be a whole different thing after the Leicester game because I mean, this is one of the big games, you know. Last year, we were looking behind us at Villa and Watford. Now we're looking behind and we see Chelsea, Tottenham, and Liverpool <laughs> in our, in our rear from here. What, what a difference. Yeah. 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 You do have to take the bird's eye view and be like, you know what? <laughs> Uh, I mean, how how can you be mad? Even if we end up sixth, I think people would be so disappointed. It was like sixth place from yeah. relegation with with in you know the injury problems we've had. You know, yeah, this is oh man. I guess Moyes gets to keep his job next year. You know, <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. Champions League or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what a fickle fan base we we are. Well, yeah. do you have any uh, closing thoughts? I think I'm, I'm excited for this game. I, I really do think we have a chance, even with all the injuries. I think we, it's interesting because most of the stats I saw had us drawing this game. And I think a draw would be a positive result. Um, I think against Leicester, yeah, it'd be, it'd yeah. be a positive result. I, we could get a win. Like, I think we can go yeah. there and get a win. I do too. It's, it's just going to be, um, there's no sure thing, especially against the team that good, so. And I just want to leave everyone with this last thought. If we win, we'll be one point from Leicester. So think about that. That's insane. <laughs> That's what, for one point. Let me just put that into context. One point from third place. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. Why, why are we stopping at fourth? Why, why don't we, why don't we uh, push higher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe get to Man City if they drop a few. I mean, Man U if they drop a few. Yeah. Get to second. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it is. Uh, we'll be back next week and come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. <laughs>